Hey everyone, it's your main man Aaron Peets here with season three, episode two of Pine Park Rec Room here in the rec room of Pine Park Records. Live from Birmingham, England, here in beautiful England, here in Studio Five. Sorry for repeating it, but today's topic is about a monumental thing that happened in the world of sports. It's not other than it's a historic thing. Now you're gonna stop me in my track for saying this, but Bermuda won their first ever gold medal. Flora Duffy of Bermuda, my hometown, by the way. If you if you haven't uh, tuned into my other podcast, I am Bermudian, currently living here in Birmingham, England. Uh, Studio Five is my flat that I call Studio 5, and I record a podcast here, and it is astounding, such a delight to uh, do this show each and every time I get the chance, and today I talk about that topic, said topic about her making history for our small little nation, so we were astounded. I was so excited because the last time we won a medal period at the Olympics was back in 1976 at the Montreal Summer Olympics in Montreal, Canada and where we won a bronze in boxing and then for 45 years we didn't get any medals like we keep on competing but uh, um, nothing was happening and then I keep on agonizing wondering What's the sense of going to the Olympics? You know, what's the sense of going? You know, if we're not gonna win anything, and then my mom's saying that, you know, um, well we go because, you know, you know, you know how hard it was just to qualify, uh, just to um, live up to those standards, just to get there, and now it's like you know how you, how you qualify, um, by certain standards, by certain times, just to make it onto the team just to be able to go to the um, Olympics in the first place and then I was like I get it but then you know I was still agonizing for something something to come our way and it finally happened you know I was so excited when mommy it all happened on Tuesday morning because it had happened you know you know in the morning when I was still sleeping in England, it was morning there, and it happened like 6.46 in the morning there, or 6.46 in the afternoon, one of those two, and we was, and mommy told me what happened, and I went on social media, I went on my Twitter to see if it was uh, true, to see if it was, you know, it really did happen, and then when I saw it really happened, then I checked, you know, the other socials, I checked my Facebook and my Instagram and saw it was true. And I went on and I went on YouTube and checked some videos and I saw the highlights and I saw that it was true that we did win a gold medal at the Olympics at the Summer Games and it was like it was just crazy and I couldn't believe it and uh, I was like man like I'm still haven't gone over it yet you know it just. I just still can't believe it, you know, you know, and forever, July 27th will be forever known as the day that history was made for our small island country of Bermuda, and, um, yeah, it's just, just unbelievable, I can't just, 
I can't figure out. It's like I always, I told my mom that I'm kind of feel like I'm in like some material plane, like between reality and uh, like an alternative universe. Like you know, trying to figure out, trying to fight my way out, trying to fight out my excitement. And then after I read that it was true, I was like getting emotional. I was crying, tears of joy. I was like tears of joy, tears of mm, mm, joy. You know, just just tears of joy. I was like tears of enjoy, you know, I was like, man, I was like, it's about time, yeah, I was like, I couldn't believe it, I was like, it's about time, like, it just really came to me, I was like, just, I don't know what went over me, but I just cried and cried, and saying, you know, I was like, man, this is astounding, this is amazing, I was like, it's about time, it's been 45 years since the last time we won a medal at all at the Olympics, and then this time around, we didn't finish in third, not second, but first place, like, gold medal, like, Leah Pack, and now it's like, looking at on the, on the Olympic Channel, on the Olympic Channel website, and now it's like, yeah, seeing you know the other competitors, and I was like, man, Bermuda, small little island, Bermuda, beating you know, you know Ireland and Italy and Great Britain and Japan itself, and you know all and France and Germany, all those other countries, and then when we had the, like the national anthem, we had God Save the Queen, of course, but then you know hail to Bermuda's more close to home, most close to your heart. But, you know, the Olympics chose to do God Save the Queen instead. And then, you know, how they had the three flags of the nations of the, that came in first, second, third, up, going out the the flagpole and then seeing our Bermuda flag flying high in, in the sky, uh, you know, flying high with pride, you know, in the wind. Uh, I was like, man, look at our... Uh, look at uh, look at the Bermuda flag flying high in the sky with pride in Tokyo, Japan, on the other side of the world. I was like, couldn't believe it. I was like, man. And then they had a press conference about it, and it was mm, next type things that we saw, and um, I just couldn't believe it. So we was talking and talking of what we accomplished with this, and now seeing that, you know what? You should do is um they should uh, like do a little event at City Hall and then do it again down in St George's Square and like because they used to have like the like uh, we used to go down to St George's to see fireworks on New Year's Eve and all that stuff but then they kind of sort of do it now in town but they still do it and we have the ball or the onion coming down in Bermuda we had the Bermuda onion so we had the onion coming down and anyways but you know off topic but um yeah, so I was saying that, like, they should get, like, the Team Bermuda tracksuit, like, with the rings and everything, Team Bermuda Olympic team and everything, and, like, all dressed up, and, well, not dressed up, but in the tracksuit, and they had the medal on, the gold medal around the neck, and then take a picture and frame it and put it in, like, City Hall so we can always remember and put, always remember that day and that moment it happened. Yeah, um, you know, that great biggest achievement uh, ever can be earned for our country, and like put a pack under it that say Flora Duffy, Bermuda's first Olympic gold medalist. And I was like, man, maybe you should have like this a sign at the airport where it says, uh, "Welcome to Bermuda, home to 
Flora Duffy, Bermuda's first Olympic gold medalist. Like they should have it over the speakers every time you enter um, Bermuda in the new terminal that took like two years to build and, and like and had piles of you know asphalt and different things to help make the thing uh, you know happen. Like for months and years, it had it just piled up for years, and then they finally did it. But anyways. And how um you know that'll be a big thing and like it'll just it's just a big thing to happen you know you know not every day like I said not every day this happens to a country like us that has less than seventy thousand people in population you know it is you know it's just mind boggling I just couldn't believe it so it comes a time when you had to work hard. Really push hard, you know, work through that, you know, blood, sweat, and tears just to get done, just get, you know, going on. And, um, yeah, how she said, like, pressures for the last five years and saying that, you know, you know, because she was always, like, you know, looked at, you know, from a fan standpoint that she was, like, Bermuda's best chance at winning a medal or the best hope of winning a medal or placing in a very good position, you know, for the last couple of years. And then how it was a dream of hers to get this, you know, after years of practice, years of training, you know, after years of doing all these different triathlons, half mar- half di- half marathons in Bermuda, you know, on the Bermuda Day, uh, you know, festivities. You had the Bermuda Day half day, half marathon, and then you had all sorts of things like that, and of course the parade and things like that. So this to happen like this is just amazing. You know, so um, on other news, we are currently in a stage of comfort and a stage of you know helping each other out it is beyond fathom i can't believe it so what we have here is that we started this whole project this whole podcast for a reason we were okay i have to admit a little bored you know all sorts of things going on in lockdown and how people were doing this you know starting podcast left right center you know learning a new language things of that nature because we had so much time that now that we're locked up we had so much time to do whatever we want you know do things that we couldn't do when we were out and about you know in the clear free world you know but then we came a long way since last year now in 2021 we're going out again go out and about with your friends again go to the movie theaters again but besides the point, it is just great to hear that great news, you know. And they were talking about how hard it was for her and all, uh, you know, all that other stuff. And then, you know, I admit, you know, it comes with a territory that you have to do your best, do what's asked you to do. And it's just, uh, just something that, you know, comes a time when you have to do it yourself. So... I have a question for all y'all. Do you think it's possible to have all that pressure on your heels and on your shoulders for all those years and then some way, somehow, something amazing happens and your dreams come true 
and you win something like Olympic gold medal or not even a gold medal, but you know, just medal in period in general is amazing in itself alone. So, you know, I can see why people enjoy such, you know, such accomplishments like this. You know, I believe. You know, it can happen to you and me. Like, if you all don't know much about me, here's the rundown. I have three sisters, three brothers, uh, George Jr., Aiden, George Hilton, you know, and then we call him GH. And then his friends call him George, which is really strange, but I don't understand why. Anyways, and then I have Tammy, Georgina, and Jivian. Jivian is my only kid sister. Jivian uh, is my only kid sister, Georgina, and Tammy is old enough to have kids and they have my nephews and, and niece and it is beyond things that happen to you on a daily basis i i always have these stories things that i come up with that come off my head and just comes a time when you have to do it all the time it comes a time when you have to do things for yourself, but then sometimes you always want that support. You know, you want that person to like back you up, help you out. And I was like, you know what? I need something like this. I need something to back me up, help me out. You know, you know. And I was saying to my, try to tell my mom over and over again that you know I'm in my early twenties. You know, you, you can still help me out, help me with this. Bits, bits and bobs of things that you can help me with. I was saying that, you know, my older brother Aiden, I said Aiden's seven years older than me. And I said, it's Aiden who's in his late 20s, 29, 30, gone 30 this year, uh, that should be on his own, you know, working, be able to do this and do that by himself, you know, you know, doing the, you know, you know, paying the rent and gas. Gas electricity bill, water bill that he has to deal with, taxes, and then they have the car insurance, life insurance, health insurance, things of that nature. And, um, yeah, I think that, um, you know, that's the problem there. You know, it's not a problem, it's, it's a concern that I've been trying to figure out, that I've been trying to say that, you know, this should happen and that should happen and things like that. So, one day I have a dream of mine that we do things for a certain reason. We do this and do that for a reason. We don't understand why. So, you know, the reasons why we were so salty about doing different things like, um, you know, winning this, winning that. You know, I had that. I guess I had, you can say I had that winning mentality, trying to get, uh, trying to hope that we get something while we're there. Like, you know, we are out there, you know, we qualified and we reached the high standard that you had to reach in order to qualify for the Olympics so you can represent your country in that particular sport, you know, get a hold on things, get a grasp on what you're going to do, make sure you do as best you can do, but hope that is exceptional and, you know, things like that crap, and um, I believe you can do whatever you do, whatever you put your mind to, and I had this story, big story, long story, but I feel like I could tell it, but it'll become dragging on, and it is totally mind-boggling, you know, you can't, 
you know, tell this on your own. But, you know, here I am doing this on my own because I feel like it's harder to drag this along. Uh, it's a task in itself trying to drag along, trying to drag this along, trying to extend to a certain time limit to do this for, like, as much minutes as you could, uh, like at least 20 minutes. So, um, as you all know, I studied TV and film at Walsall College in Walsall, England, 10 minute train ride to, from Birmingham to Walsall. Anyways, and um, I took, you know, took and I did um, creative media production, level one and level two media, and then level one again, and then skills for regression to learn about applying for a job, planning a trip, you know, doing the resume, all that stuff. And fun fact, I first learned how to do a resume the first time I did a CV, what they call it here, and we call in America or in a in Bermuda, a resume, you know, laying out what you did, jobs that you did, experience that you did, you know, community service. We had to do community service and co-curricular service. It's not really something that you had to do or volunteer to do. You just had to do it, you know, on a daily basis or a weekly basis. Almost times like the weekend, something like that. So my cook regulars, my cook regular hours was, you know, going to Bermuda Small School Jiu-Jitsu, learn Jiu-Jitsu, and then of course going to like youth night with my best friend Omar, and things like that. And um, and then my community hours was like you know working at the exhibition, this three day event that happens where we have food, animals, entertainment, all that sorts of things that happen in April every year. And then except that one year, twenty fifteen, I think it was. Just before I graduated from high school where we it was canceled but it was kind of a downer and then you know, all those great times how we used to eat food and then how and I was finished eating I mean whilst I was finished with my shift you know I used to work at you know with um, Young Life uh, working nurse stall for like eight to nine hours like a full day's work and then after he was finished recording i mean every t- after he was finished you know i'll do like the snow cones after that was finished um you know you'll go over to um the stall across from us that i came from that came from the same people who did it did like Olympic Club, Uplink, whatever you want to call it, Soul Shop. Uh, and they, um, you know, so I used to order like the chicken nuggets, and then like chicken tenders and fries, and I drink, and I used to put the drink in my pocket and then try to like walk home. And then every time I walk home, it was like scorching hot. And I was like, because, you know, you know, that's when we have springtime and that's when uh, it was around it's around the exhibition time in april mid april where where schools change from the winter uniforms into the summer uniforms and change from like the gray pants into the khakis and um and yeah and then we um so one day (laughs) you'll never believe this but one day i um was walking home from the exhibition one day i think it was the friday saturday because we only get Friday, we only get the Friday off, and then, of course, Saturday is the weekend. We have to come to school on Thursday, but then after we finish school on Thursday, 
we get to um, guys try to get down to the exhibition and you know and go to as much left it is because you know exhibition usually finish like around 5 30 5 and school finishes at 3 30 so guys had tried to um, get down to the exhibition as fast as they could trying to catch what's the rest of it well, preschools and like the little ones got to go on the first day. Well, we had to go to school and still go to school on the first day, on the Thursday, and then we finally got and then we got Friday off, so we was able to go on the Friday all day, and then go on Saturday. So I will work at the Young Life, like I said earlier, at the Young Life uh, food stall on the Friday and Saturday for those like eight nine hours long hours, working with the uh, snow cone down like really good, <laughs> and then um. And I have the little pieces of, you know, the ice on the bottom of the container of the snow cone machine. And I was like, and then when I came out here and saw snow for the first time in England, I saw snow before. And, you know, my uncle lives in Canada, but like the first time seeing snow in England, uh, and here, like, of course, like around winter time, I saw how how different it is compared to Canadian uh, snow, you know, snow in Canada or in America in those winter states like, you know, like like those white Christmas you know, places, you know, that has a lot of snow like Minnesota, Wisconsin, so on, like that, Colorado, things like that, New York, and, um, and I, and, uh, I was like, man, this thing look light, like, this not snow, like, Canadians so laughing and say, you call that snow? I said, look at us, we have, like, two feet, three feet, four feet, five feet of snow, that's snow, where you need, like, those special tires, like, the snow tires, just to, like, drive through the snow and all that stuff, so you can continue on with your day on and stuff, like, a regular day, instead of being, like, stuck in your tracks, or at the snow on top of the the cars and you have to try to get the snow off of the hood and off the um the uh, the things on the front on uh, like the windshield so you can see where you're going and um yeah so we we were you know, like I was teasing it basically I was doing I was teasing it. I was like man the snow here in England looked like the looked like the uh, ice remains looked like the little pieces of ice they see in the back of a snow cone machine and I was like mommy that was hilarious I thought it was hilarious too man cause it was like funny because that's basically what it looked like the little pieces of ice that's left in the snow cone machine and it is <laughs> it was so funny and every time it, it happens I'm gonna continue bringing up every time it looks like pieces of um, snow cone that's left after we pull out the big pieces and big chunks out. But anyways, so uh, I had multiple things that I did, and by the time I graduated from high school at Seabridge Academy, like we had to do like forty hours of community hours. We had to do like twenty. 20 hours of community hours like each year so that's 20 40 60 80 and so that means we had to do 80 by the time we finished and I was able to and you had to do like 80 community service hours and 80 co-curricular hours by the end of the school year and uh, by the time you finish high school and like like part of the way of you know getting you ready for the big big world where you can get used to if you want to, like community hours, things like that. So, um, 
Yeah, so by the time I was finished school, um, high school at Cedar Ridge Academy, I had over a hundred community hours and over a hundred co-curricular hours. So I like really extend myself. Basically, it looks like I went the extra mile just to get it done, just to do it. And I am so proud of myself that I had it happen and um, things like that. So as you all know, once again, I am your host, Aaron Peets. And this is, has been Pine Park Rec Room, here in the rec room of Pine Park Records. But I'm here in Studio 5, you know, here in my my place of residence here in Birmingham, England, if you want to be realistic, you know. you know. But, you know, that's the name by Pig, and it really rings off the ringer if you really think about it. And I had all the things sorted out, and, you know, everything all painted together, everything. So, you know, that's what it is. That's what it is. And um, so um, I've been looking at different things lately, different shows. I, you know, brought back my, you know, Disney Plus Fathoms. You know, I brought back Disney Plus. You know, I was watching it again for a good month. You know, and I cast it off like that. And then um, yeah, things like that nature. And um, yeah. So you know, so back to the main topic. You know, Flora Duffy, we are so proud of you. Amazing. Um, so after I saw that happen, I was like shocked. I was screaming. I went on my socials. I made a video on my Instagram story. I said, you know, um, you know, I'm proud to be Bermuda's Bermuda's first Olympic gold medal. Let's go get in. And um, you know, I was screaming. I was like so proud, and like so, it made me proud to be a Bermudian. So proud to be from Bermuda, and things like that. And I was like just amazed of what could happen and so uh, for all you might not know I was trying to try out a new thing uh, besides this anchor app and it did not work out it was only a short minute 14 minutes 15 minutes tops and so I re-downloaded this one um, so I can do a longer show and so before you, before I sign out, before I continue on, just want to plug that in. Uh, if you ever want to make a podcast or are interested in doing so, download the Anchor app in the App Store and get it started, and you can get it done and and upload it onto things like Spotify and the Apple Podcasts and other podcast places where you get your podcast. So back on track, uh, we had different opinions of how we see the world, how we see the ways of doing the accomplished things, doing the you know unimaginable, and I, you know, was cloud judge my judgment was I had clouded judgment, really clouded my judgments on you know things like that, and that's why I was so salty. That's why I was so you know bitter a little bit, if you will. You know, always agonizing, always saying, shouting out, saying, not shouting out per se, but like saying, uh, what's the sense of going if you're not going to get it done or if you're not going to get a medal or anything like like bronze would be okay because at least we wanted something. So, um, so now if you look at a track record, Bermuda now has, you know, one goal, you know, thanks to Florida Duffy, first medal in 45 years. And then, of course, 
our boxing medal, our Olympic medal, bronze medal for boxing in 1976, thanks to Clarence Hill and now Florence Duffy are the only two Olympic gold, uh, the only two Olympic medalists from Bermuda for Bermuda, and it is things like that. So just a couple of days after that, like on the 29th yesterday or. On the 29th, I forgot I had my flag behind the, my laptop, and I was like, put it up in the air, and come, boom, 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 boom. And I was like, you know, I was like telling my mom that, you know, if Bermuda's were able to go there and cheer, cheer her on, or able to, or, you know, support her, or if she was there, and then, or like, but like, since that's not, the, since that's the, since the case of, you know, the pandemic, all that stuff, you know, we were staying home, so we were like on, at, at home. You know, like, you know, every time you hear the boar horn, the ear horn, you know, you always know that it's a track, either a track and field event or a track meet or, you know, a sports day happening at National Stadium and where you have to boom, 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 boom. And how there's this one story about those ear horns, said ear horns, where my P6 teacher brought two full cans of ear horns in the bag in his backpack and brought it to like national stadium and you like <laughs> you know but you know blowing it hard and of course man one dies out or runs out you know you can just grab the other one and do the same thing again and how we cheering on and you know how we had inter-school uh, sports with you know all five primary uh, middle schools public schools and of course and then we added like two more schools like Summersfield and Saltis I think it was no Saltis and Warwick Academy that used to come and, and, and you know compete with us and how we had the like mascot race with our mascots from different schools and things like that running all that stuff so of course we had the Whitney Bulls and the Clearwater Eagles the Eagles for the Clearwater Middle School and then Whitney Bulls the Whitney Institute and then we had the Bear and the dog for the, you know, Dotwood and T and Tatum, you know, and things like that, so, and, uh, of course, the other birds for the other schools, you know, and things like that, so War Cammy had the bear and something like that, so, like, grizzly bear, but anyway, so those things were always fun, and sports days, of course, where you had the first day was, you know, we didn't have, like, a big field like the other schools, so we had to use National Stadium as our own field for sports day and how we went uh, we was able to go the whole school was able to go down there just the athletes on the first day and then the second day the whole school gets to go down there and be down there like the whole day watching the sports and entertaining ourselves you know in between things like that <laughs> it was this one time where one of my friends Keontae and me forgot that she signed up to do a long jump and she was like sitting in the in the stands with like regular clothes on because she thought she totally uh, she thought she was like not competing today and then she totally forgot that she was competing and she signed up for it so she had to go down and do a long jump um uh and do you know jump in the pits you know with her <laughs> regular shoes um clothes on and all that stuff it was like one of the highlights of the sports day that year and then you know sometimes people like me get confused with the high jump low jump you know, high jump is of course you go to the bar, long jumps when you run and go as long as you can and um you know, and and it just it was just hilarious. So anyways, we had our good times and our bad times and then, you know, 
things like prom it was a big night for me and then sometimes i wish i could rewind back into that day of prom all over again because you know it kind of sort of didn't go well per se towards the you know the part where we had to get up as a table and go and get your food and i had to walk behind and i go to the back of the line all that stuff anyways move on from that so like you know how the whole reason why we needed it and then i realized why we had a uh, why we had a uh, after um uh, after uh, after party like the reason why we needed an after party and i was like i was like because you know you always hear uh, them talking about the after party you know that happens after the prom and i was wondering for those weeks leading up to that point wondering why we need an uh, after party for her and then when we got there to the prom I see why and I saw why we needed after party because at the prom at the actual thing at the prom we had uh, uh, some of the teachers were there like Miss Muhammad Miss Kipps Miss Muhammad mostly and the other teachers were there so I was like oh I get it now the after party is for uh, for us you know students you know, us kids teenagers to you know have a uh, time to ourselves to you know party dance things like that so we probably party and enjoy ourselves at the uh, at the after party on the boat that took us from Owens Point to Dockyard and back uh, because you know because you know nobody was dancing at the actual prom like you had the big uh, um, um, you know dance floor where people were dancing on that and um yeah, and people were just in, in, like enjoying themselves, just sitting at the tables and things like that. So, and we had the old-fashioned cameras, things like that. But, yeah, so that was our night. And then we had, like, little gift bags with the little glasses inside. That's a Seabridge Academy Class of 2016 Senior Prom on the glasses. And, like, the night to remember was, like, kind of sort of the day where you had different tables um, built, uh, about... um you know, about the, um, uh, like, name and the constellations and things like that, and, um, I thought it was cute, it was really creative, and then we took our pictures, and they had our pictures, like, developed, I guess, and then, um, and then we got our pictures from prom, like, a couple of days, like, like, a couple of weeks later, I guess, to get them developed, and we got them, finally got them, like, in, like, these envelopes when it was, like, practicing for the graduation ceremony, because, you know, you had to practice, you know, go from one point down the stairs into the auditorium and things like that, RJ was, like, our, uh, our assembly hall, while everybody else just had the regular auditorium, we had RSJ, Ruth and James, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, center for performing arts that's kind of built for performing arts and big productions and like things like that. And we had, it was like way more professional looking than you know your normal primary school stage and your auditorium and things like that. So that's what made us different and stand out. And fun fact, Ruth St. James was built first, and then the build and then the school Seabridge Academy was built around the. So that's what made it special and different from the other schools, you know, that's what made us different and then how I remember going in there all the time, um, before I even went to Cedar Ridge and then Mountain Middle School, I was always seeing the, you know, the, um, the students from Cedar Bridge going up the hill and I used to say Cedar Bridge and, um, 
<laughs> always wanted to go there and then we was on Facebook Messenger and saying, you know, um, you know, we're we're we going to, for high school and then we used to say we're going to bridge or we're going to Barclay, but most of people were saying bridge and I said, Good, we're going to bridge too and um yeah, so we uh, enjoyed ourselves there and we had a good time and then one of my friends like was there like saying going to bridge and then and then she was there for like like two years and then she left and went to live in Atlanta, Georgia in the United States. So, um yeah, so we did that and we finished that. I remember this one time where, you know, we had this uh, you know, this one advisory teacher or homeroom, whatever you want to call it, uh, um teacher, homeroom teacher Mr. Hector Morgan from Jamaica, Hector Morgan, and uh, uh, we um, and we talked about and we had him for the first two years and then uh, at the start of our third year, you know, in the year after Ojane left. By the way, her name was Ojane Smith that left. Anyways, so in the third year, we thought we had Mr. Morgan again. You know, same homeroom teacher that we had the last, first two years, but then we realized that he's not going to be our advisory teacher this year. We have a new advisory, so we had different advisories, and I was putting in, in, in another advisory, and her one of the, that advisory was in this room that we uh, had computers, and we was able to eat and be on the computers at the same time because something that you couldn't do in the library of course and um by the way we had fun fact we had classrooms inside the the library and that's how big the library was compared to what we had in primary school and middle school like in primary school it was this one room you know very small library you know in a very big school and then in middle school our library was a little bit bigger more spacious more spread across and then high school was like massive but not that big but like way bigger like like our primary school and our middle school libraries times five or something like that or times two but you know being not to have three classrooms in it because they had like three classrooms in it and that's where i found my first set of classes when i first came to cedar ridge and you know it was uh, uh you know it was a moment of truth that it happened and um so in conclusion, in conclusion, coming down to the final minute or two, we um we enjoyed this talk. I hope you enjoyed this talk, talking about my school experiences, talking about my resume, uh, resume and what you can do and how, you know, that started the whole a ripple effect of talking about school when we first got to know how to do a resume in high school, not middle school, high school in S2. And it was right around S2, if you like to know, it was right around S2 that we actually, our voices cracked from how it was in primary school, middle school, all high to how it is now, all deep and all that stuff. Um, It happened in S2, man, like right around the time it was like, 15, 16, right around that ballpark, and, um, and then one of my friends that I know since, like, P1, since primary school, so I know how he sounds with the high-pitched voice when he was younger, and he said, man, you sound different, and then soon later, I sounded different, and then people, every time I talk on the phone, say, you sound like my, your your brother, my brother Aiden, because my voice changes, and I keep on having to say myself, it's me, it's Aaron, and things like that, so, you know, that was, you know, what was for me, so... 
yeah so so thanks for watching or uh, listening sorry <laughs> watching thanks for listening to the podcast this has been season three episode two of pine park rec room podcast uh it has been amazing once again i was talking about flora duffy's becoming bermuda's first olympic gold medalist thanks for listening and see you next time